0: Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizen's Law on Hamilton's News Talk Leader, AM 900 CHML. Wow, what a barn burner of a fourth quarter, at least, at Rogers Center, where the Hamilton Tiger Cats hang on to beat the Toronto Argonauts 35-27. to 27. It got dicey there in the final moments as the Argos were driving down the field, but lo and behold, the Ticats hang on for an eight-point victory. We will name a fifth-quarter fan of the night tonight. We will all get to vote on our player of the game. I know who I'm going for, and we'll take your calls, your emails, your tweets, Your text on the CHML app. Hey, the lines are open now as I start to go through the scoring summary at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on tonight's game, your player of the game vote, Rick at 900CHML.com. On Twitter as well, at AM900CHML, at Rick Samprin. If you have that CHML app, and I know a lot of you do, you can uh, send me a note. Hit that conversation button. Give me your vote for player of the game. And give me your thoughts on tonight's game as well. All right, let's go down the scoring summary tonight. Wow, there was a lot of points on the board. I was going back and forth on Twitter with uh, Thomas who is uh, at defender of all on uh, whether this game was going to be 60-plus points or not. I was taking the under. He, of course, took the over, and he was absolutely right. It got close right until the end, but uh, it was over 60 points. Zach Caleros opened up the scoring with a, a 12-year touchdown pass to Matt Coates, uh, Coates' first ever CFL touchdown to make it 7-0. Hamilton, Brendan Whitaker came back uh, about five minutes later to score on a four-yard touchdown run, 7-7 the score, and that was the score through one period of play. The second quarter we go where Swayze Waters conceded a safety to make it 9-7, Cats. Caleros added six more points in the board when he found Luke Tasker on a uh, two-yard touchdown toss. Uh, that was 16-7 now for the Cats. Caleros fumbled... Uh, he was stripped of the football he as he's trying to throw it downfield. Martin Wright recovered the football. Uh, the whistle did not go. He stood up, uh, started to make a uh, well, started to run with the football. It was swatted out of his hands, and the Cats recovered a really bizarre play uh, that turned into three more points for the Tie Cats as Justin Medlock, a couple of plays later, connected on a 24-yard field goal to make it 19 to seven. At the half, Uh, the Argos made a bit of a comeback in the third quarter. Harris to Gurley, a 42-yard TD bomb. 19-13 the score in favor of Hamilton. The Argos did go for two on that convert. They failed to get it. So 19-13 is our score. Medlock steps up again, hits a 28-yard field goal, his second of the night. It's 22-13 for the Cats. The Argos inch a wee bit closer. Harris finding Anthony Coombs from 10 yards away. 22-20 is the score. Dave Stala with the point after boot. Um, Caleros with a one-yard touchdown run. We thought Austin challenged it. It still didn't go through remarkably. So Jeff Matthews hopped out of the field and hopped into the end zone. From one yard out, 28-20 in favor of the Cats. David Caldwell then blocked a Dave punt. Adrian Tracy recovered it. Uh, Medlock converted that into another three points, a 41-yard field goal, to make it 32-20 for the Tiger Cats. Brendan Whitaker on a one-yard touchdown run, second of the night, uh, made it 32-27 for Hamilton. And Medlock again with a another field goal to make the final score, 35-27 for the Tiger Cats. Whew! A lot of scoring, a lot of action, a lot of penalties, a few challenges. There was everything and the kitchen sink in this ballgame tonight at Rogers Center in front of 17,694 fans at the Dome. Most importantly, the Ticats get the victory. They're eighth of the season, now eight and three on the year. Their two wins or four points ahead of Toronto, who is still stuck in second place and may be joined soon by the Ottawa Red Blacks if they win NBC on Sunday. But Hamilton now four points clear of the Toronto Argonauts in second place. So let's uh, whip open the phones. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter at am900chml, at Rick Samprint. couple of tweets Coming in, Albert four times. Ticats in TD range came away with field goals. Game should not have been this close. That's a good point. David also on Twitter. Great road win. I really dislike the Argos. What was with the clock not being run on Toronto's final drive? Hashtag Bush Lake. I thought the clock was a little slow on the final drive. The last couple of minutes took like forever to play. Uh, more tweets, some emails coming in as well. Let's go to the phones. And first off, the deck is Darcy. Darcy, I know what you're going to talk about.
1: You know what I'm going to talk
0: about. Later. You're going to you're going to wax poetic about Adrian Tracy.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. He's <laughs> my Player of the game. <laughs> yeah, I, this guy is uh he's a hell of a player, and uh I, I liked him from training camp. He's uh I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's getting. it I know. Him. Not by injury, but I'm glad he's getting a chance to play because he—he he, this guy's the real deal, and he's a—he's an enforcer out there.
0: He's—he's by, he's by far and away my player of the game tonight. There's no yeah. doubt. There's no doubt.
1: Mine too, for sure. But with regards to you said the attendance tonight was 17,000? 17,
0: 17,694.
1: Yeah, and, and and I and I and I bet the house on it that half of the people there were from Hamilton.
0: Yeah, I wasn't there, but it sounded like it. That's what it looked like, and anyway,
1: that just goes to show. I think football is pretty much dead in Toronto. Yeah. I don't know if the new stadium's going to work for them, but I really,
0: I, I hope so for their sake. I, I hope so, for, and, yeah. for, and for the league's sake.
1: Yeah, but anyway, um, with regards, to, like I'm glad we won this game tonight. Like we are head and shoulders above Toronto. Like yeah. Toronto is is not a very good team. Uh, well, we we are much more um, a better team than the Argos. Not just because of the rivalry or anything. I think. Um, Uh, This was a great, to put separation between us and the rest in the East. But um, I hate to harp on it, but I have to. The the officiating, Al Bradbury's crew, is um, just disgusting crew. Terrible crew. Um, There were so many, uh, I was was hearing um, Coach South like, chop blocks, illegal chop blocks not even being called. Like, these are career-ending injuries. Uh, Banks taking a knee to the head. The Uh, the one to the ribs? The I- interference call. This, this is like, come on, guys. This is professional football. Like, they they need to um, seriously in the off season look at um, stop playing with these rules and, and this this being able to challenge pass interference. It slows the game down like so much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and that, that that there was no pass interference. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Tiger Cat fan, but the one on Courtney Steven? That was a brutal.
0: Well, he had it. He did have his hands on the receiver, so technically, I, I, I guess you could have called it. I
1: just it. think it's touch and go. Like, oh, for sure. I, I, I prefer the human effect. Yep. And and this going to the command center and taking 20, 15, 10 minutes, well, what the hell are they doing? Like, it, it's ridiculous. It's, it's got to add on at least 15 more minutes
0: to a football game. Well, no doubt about it. Yeah, the, the game started, well, just after 7.30, and it was done almost a quarter to 11, or 10 to 11.
1: Yeah, that's that's just pathetic. Like the CFL needs to smarten up um, with regards to officiating and get that straightened out. But um, did it, like uh, when I hear about chop blocks, that that that's that's got to be called. Like they're calling all the other stuff, like no yards. But you, come on, guys, get it together. And like knees to the head, like these these are severe penalties that need to be enforced.
0: I totally agree. And right, so thanks. your player of the game tonight, Adrian Tracy, correct?
1: Yeah, Adrian Tracy without a doubt. Thanks.
0: You got it. Thanks, Darcy. 905-645-3221. Star nine nine hundred on your smartphone. I'm just uh bugging um Darcy there because uh, all year long he's been he's been uh, waxing poetic about Adrian Tracy, and I agree, agreed. He had a you know, great preseason. And uh tonight he was menacing. Three or four quarterback hurries. Uh, he had a couple of wallops on Trevor Harris. I think he was making Trevor Harris think. Where is that number ninety-three? Uh, he had the uh, punt block recovery. Uh, Adrian Tracy had a strong, strong game tonight. A tweet at Rick Samprin from Paul: "A uh, quite the game. We beat the refs, the command center, and the Argos. Oski, wee eight and three. We should get extra points for winning all." three facets of that football game. Let's go back to the phones. Frank is on the line. Frank, good evening.
2: Hey, how are you doing, What? Hey, good. How are you? I'm great, man. Anyway, I'm so happy that we held on. Yes. And, uh, I think we were in control most of the game. But, oh, uh, I would agree with that, yeah. Chance at the end, they could have ended it right there, but no. Had to make it interesting. <laughs> but if they play against a good team, and Hamilton is a very good team right now, and um, they play this stuff with them? No way. I mean, you got to stand up. I mean, Calgary's sitting quiet. That is a very good team. And if you want to sit quiet against this team, you can't.
0: So you're saying if the Ticats played tonight like they did tonight against a team like Calgary, they wouldn't beat the Stamps? No, not okay. at all. That's a fair not- statement because, yeah, Calgary's a great team. Hamilton has uh, certainly shown that they're – a tops amongst the team in any given Sunday. If you don't bring a Ray game, and the Cats didn't have their A game tonight, even though they scored 35 points, yep, yep, um, yep. They, yeah, they could be beat for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, I'm a Ticat fan till the end, but, uh, you know, we're going to win it all. Like I said before, I've talked to you before, and uh, I don't know. It's it like I honestly, I'll be honest with you, I, I honestly thought we would lose tonight.
0: Because really? Eh? Why would you think that?
2: Because of the referees. I thought, oh, in okay. Toronto, da, da, da. but then, and then again, the last caller said too. Like, how many fans are there? Seventeen thousand. Yeah. Like that's scary. It is. That is sad. embarrassing. That really, is so sad. Like I remember going to the games in in the eighties, and there was like forty forty thousand people there. I mean, come on. You know, they were not in the eighties, seventies, eighties.
0: Yeah, yeah, an old exhibition know, stadium. Yeah, I remember those days.
2: Yeah, and it was it, it was a good thing to do. It was a you know, such a happy thing. But now it's like, wow. Like I can't blame them for moving over. But I'd like to say something about the TV station too. I won't say the name, but uh, <laughs> Okay. All it is is about Toronto.
0: Yeah.
2: We're winning, we're winning, we're winning and it's all about Toronto. What Toronto does, what Toronto defense does, we're winning what 19 to 7. And they're talking about Toronto's defense. Mm-hmm. It, it just really upsets me. And
0: Yeah, I've heard this comment before from other fans.
2: Yeah, it's it just seems like they're it's lopsided towards Toronto all the time. And every time you you want to see a game okay, a replay of the week, is Toronto on there. I bet you they won't show this week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we shall see. Hey, who's your player of the game, Frank?
2: oh my goodness um i think they all played great and uh i'd have to say i'm gonna say the whole team
0: okay every and the whole kit and caboodle that's it excellent thanks for the call frank have a good one 905-645-3221 star 9900 on your cell phone. You can give your player of the game to the entire team if you think it was a total team effort or if you want to shine the spotlight in one individual. My vote is for Adrian Tracy. Darcy agreed. We have a vote for Luke Tasker following a tweet from Scott Big sweep by Hamilton. 35, 27, 8, and 3. Four-point series. A player of the game. Tasker. Hashtag fifth quarter. So Tasker is on the board as well. Tim has called the fifth quarter. Tim, how are you? Hello, Tim this button not working? Let's try this side. Hello, Hello. Tim. Hey, there Hello, you are. <laughs> I'm playing uh, Hungry Hippos with the uh, buttons here on the telephone.
3: No problem. Good evening. Aski Weewee.
0: Hey, Aski Weewee.
3: I, I just want to say a couple things about the game tonight. Yeah. Uh, they, played, they played well, they yep. didn't play good great. Um, I'm, I, I felt that they could have won by a uh, different margin. Um, we're giving up a lot of those third down plays and third and six, third and eight, and we're the Argos are going for it, and we're given we seem to be giving them the first down every time. I think it could have been uh, quite a more lopsided affair if uh, we had shored up some defense on those plays and hadn't given them those first downs. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, there were a lot of uh, loose ends um, defensively for the Ticats at times, and offensive, offensively as well. There was a lot of red zone opportunities, and to have four field goals, uh, I think two or three in the red zone, um, you know, I'm not going to take anything away from this Cats team, because offensively they have been really good this year, defensively yeah. exceptional this year, uh, and you're going to have a hiccup now and again, but um It could have been a much bigger point spread, which I guess we've been spoiled with this season. But hey, at the end of the night, they still won the ballgame, and that's the most important thing.
3: Absolutely. You know, I'm happy. I'm a big Cats fan. Um, I, I think uh, we can't look past Edmonton yeah. uh, next week, um, but I think your Great Cup preview, I said it to my friends, uh, the beginning of the season, is going to be Hamilton-Calgary. I think we're going to take it home.
0: Rematch. I agree.
3: I, yeah, I do. I agree with your previous caller that they're going to have to bring their best game to uh, compete and beat the Stamps uh in a western gray cup uh but i think they can do it and uh i just really think they need to be firing on all cylinders as they have been for the most of the season uh and i think that they can uh bring it back to seal town
0: sounds good tim who's your player of the game tonight
3: My player of the game, uh, Luke Tasker, uh, simply because I think uh, Sinkfield, and rightfully so, has got a lot of shout-outs this uh, year so far. Yeah. And I think Tasker has been missed out on a couple of those, including Labor Day. Uh, I'm going to go with Tasker. uh, But a big play by Harris, he's been – or sorry, Davis in – in the end zone, mm-hmm. uh, right at the end. Uh, I think that he's been key on the interceptions, and that could have been going potentially at overtime if it wasn't for that interception.
0: Yeah, he's been crazy good. Emmanuel Davis this season, four interceptions, three of them uh, returned for touchdowns. He's been uh, uh, crazy good this season. He's uh, playing on a, on a different level, that's for sure. Tim, thanks for the call tonight. Thanks for having me. All right, enjoy the rest of the night. Tim calling in the fifth quarter. You can as well. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone you can email Rick at nine hundred CHML dot com. On Twitter, at AM900CHML, at Rick Samper, you can also use the CHML app as well. If you're just hopping into your vehicle, if you're stuck in a parking lot in Toronto trying to get home, or on one of the uh, Cat's Claws fan buses that are coming back from the Dome, if you're one of the 17,694 strong at Rogers Center tonight, or not so strong, uh, give me a call, 905-645-3221, that's 645-3221, star 9900. On your cell, your thoughts on tonight's game, your player of the game. We'll get to some stats in a few minutes. Um, I also want to ask if anybody else out there who's listening saw what I thought I saw, and a few other people on Twitter mentioned the same thing. I thought I saw after a Brandon Banks kickoff return to the TyCats sideline. I thought I saw Kent Austin kind of bump purposely. Against Dave Stallo, formerly of the Ty Cats, he was under uh, Kent Austin's uh, reign, I guess, uh, before he was released, and um, and Stallo was looking back, and they didn't show a, another shot of Kent, but certainly it caught Dave Stallo's attention, and uh, there was a few other people on Twitter that said, yeah, that he, he absolutely did that, very interesting, some gamesmanship on the Ty Cats sideline. Email, or uh, pardon me, tweet from Manny at Rick Samprin. Take that W down, QEW, and enjoy. Huge win. Four-point gap now. Control our own fate in the East. Player of the game, the team. An all-around team win. There's a couple of votes now for the team. Two votes for Luke Tasker and two votes for Adrian Tracy. Right now it is a three-horse race. Also, uh, Thomas, defender of all on uh, Twitter. He and I going back and forth on the over-under of 60. He had the over-eye of the under. Uh, he tweets, just be glad you have a good man hitting those three-pointers. He is worthy. He certainly is. Medlock, 4-4 four for four tonight. Good from 24, 28, 41, and 17. Justin Medlock, a huge part of this Ticats team on special teams. Back to the phones we go, and uh, Robert is on the line. Good evening, Robert.
4: Hi, Rick. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. How about you? Pretty good. Good.
4: Um, yeah, for sure, uh, uh, Ken Austin did hit Dave uh,
0: You saw that on. too, eh?
4: Oh, yeah, for sure. It was obvious on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, my one question for everybody is, uh, is why in the last two minutes or so of the game we were playing three-man rush again? I mean, we're just asking for them to, to march down the field. And yeah,
0: doesn't that drive you nuts?
4: We, we, I mean, we, we live and die by the, the pressure from our front four or our blitzes. And the last couple of minutes, we're playing three-man rush. I mean, and poor uh Taylor and uh, Hickman were just gassing for air. I mean, I'd rather die playing with uh, our what, we, what brings us to that part of the game or our whole season than the three-man rush.
0: Yeah, I agree, because, I mean... You go throughout the game with a four-man pass rush. You're, you're dropping the other guys back. You know the Argos going to throw the ball. Um, why change what has been working?
4: That's right. That's the way I look at it. I'd rather yeah. die, I, like I said, with uh, our blitzes or our four-man rush and sit back and, and and prevent defense and just letting them march it down the field. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't make any sense to me. And the one touchdown, I mean, I can't believe there was five guys I think there was five guys uh, sit back and Gertie caught the ball. I mean, we all kind of.
0: This was the forty-two yard bomb.
4: Well, yeah, the yeah. one for the touchdown. I yeah. mean, that's. I mean, he beat Gainey, and then we sat back and there's like four or five guys there, all looking at the ball, like somebody knock it down.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And I and I think, I am um, all for the, the pass interference and, and stuff like that, but we have to kind of tweak it, a, tweak it a little bit because. I mean, they're picking on little things. I mean,
0: yeah, it got pretty ridiculous tonight.
4: Well, the one, the one in the end zone on Courtney Stevens. I mean, I don't think he held him down anymore. He just jumped higher than he did. Yeah. I mean, to call that interference.
0: Well, the rule, the rule as it stands now, the way I read is that you can't. Neither the receiver nor the defensive back can touch one another.
4: Well, yeah, but I mean, the one, the one in the end zone on Courtney Stevens. He didn't stop him from running past No, him. yeah,
0: I totally agree with you there.
4: I mean, that, uh, to me, that's not interference. I mean, and the one on... Uh, oh, shoot, what, what
0: the heck? Oh, the one on Ganey, when he was pushed to the ground?
4: No, yeah, pushed on, he was pushed from behind. <laughs> he was pushed
0: from behind, I know. I, mean, I thought, if anything, it's it's offensive pass interference.
4: That's right. I, I can't understand what what they're looking at. I mean, and I'm not saying that because I'm a Tycat fan, but that was obvious.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah.
4: it, it just, I mean... I'm all for you know making the game perfect, but man, they got to start thinking about.
0: Yeah, I mean we're halfway through the the year now, Robert, and they still haven't. I think figured it out.
4: No, they haven't. You know, and then the and the one on Cora, uh, Zach, he, when he was for sure he was in the end zone. I mean,
0: yeah. <laughs> Don't even so, get me started on that one. Oh yeah, that's... holy man.
4: That's brutal. I mean, that is so brutal. I mean. I I don't want to say um, it's Johnson now, but, I mean, that's like uh, an Ireland call. You (laughs) can say
0: it. You can say it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on, guys. That was pretty
0: obvious. Hey, Robert, before uh, we let you go, who's your player of the game tonight?
4: Okay, I know this is out in left field. Okay. But uh, I'm all for the Cat training staff because in two games with all that heat and back in the dome with the public roof closed.
0: Yeah, it was, yeah.
4: um, We didn't have one cramp.
0: I mean, I th- you know what? That's a pretty good vote.
4: I, th- you know, I just think it's it's a bonus to them, and it, it shows how much the, you know, the players believe in the training staff and stuff like that. That we didn't have one cramp. I mean, it was 100 degrees on Monday, and probably you know 100 degrees today, mm-hmm. and we didn't have one cramp. You know, so I, I really think the training staff should get some kind of credit for a change.
0: You got it. Thanks for the call, Robert.
4: Okay. Thanks, Ted.
0: Enjoy the rest right. of your night. Ah, Ted, Rick, it doesn't matter. CHML, nonetheless. Your thoughts on the game, your player of the game. You can vote now at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter at am900chml, at Rick Samperin. Stay tuned. In about five minutes, we'll unleash some of the game stats, some of the individual stats as well. We'll still take your calls and emails and tweets and all that stuff. Um, Let's go back to the phones, and Don is on the line. Good evening, Don.
5: Hi, good evening. How are you?
0: I'm fantastic. How about you?
5: Good. Um, I'm, I'm a real CFL fan, but what's really starting to sour my appetite for the game is the amount of penalties in the officiating. I mean, I, 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 I just don't have an appetite for the game like I used to. Every time there's a play, you're holding your breath to see if there's a flag. I mean, I watch NFL games, and they let this kind of contact. Uh, I mean, it's part of the game. Football is a contact game.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: I think I think the uh, the rules are actually ruining the game.
0: in In a typical NFL game, you'll see anywhere from and this is per team, you know, eight to ten penalties. Ten might be a little much. It's it's pretty rare that they get into double digits. Something really has to go awry on any given day for a team to commit more than ten penalties. We are seeing fifteen plus, really. Per game that a team will commit. For example, Toronto tonight: sixteen penalties, one hundred twenty-six yards. The Ticats: thirteen penalties, one hundred five yards. Last year, last week or on Labor Day, they committed—I don't remember the number—but it was two hundred and eighty-two yards in penalties.
5: Yeah, I, I think I think they're just they're taking the game away from the players, and uh, it's really starting to sour my appetite for the game. Like I just think back, and I'm not saying it's just against Hamilton, because there was a couple of plays at the start of the game when they called penalties against Toronto, especially that one on where the guy was falling and he touched Calaris' ankles. They called that a penalty. I mean, I, I just think it's absolutely ridiculous what they're calling. And I think it, the, the typical example of, of, of how uh, refereeing is ruining our game, That could have, last year's Grey Cup game could have gone down in history as one of the greatest games ever played. And what do we remember? Do we remember that flag on the field? Yeah, that's taken, that's taken the game away from the players. Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: Don, who's your player of the game tonight?
5: Uh, I like Pastor and I like Singfield. I think Siegfeld played a great game.
0: Okay. I'll, you know what? I'll give one to both. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks for the call. You're welcome. 905 645 Three two two one star nine nine hundred on your smartphone. So we have a third vote for Tasker. He's leading thus far and our player of the game votes. Terrell Singfield gets a vote as well. I thought he'd give two to Don. Heck, it's eleven fifteen in the evening. Uh, Ticats trainers have a vote. The whole team has a couple of votes. Adrian Tracy with a couple of votes. He's my player of the game tonight. More tweets, a slew of emails to get to, some calls as well. If you're on the line, hang on. We'll get to you when we come back. 35-27, the final in favor of the Ticats tonight. They're now 8-3. and three. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizen's Law on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin here, Liz Russell on the other side of the glass, producing tonight's program. Ticats beating the Argos 35-27. Hamilton now 8-3 and on the season. Argos stuck at uh, six wins. They're 6-5. and five. We'll give you a rundown of the whole uh, East and West Division Standing, some of the games that were uh, coming up as well in this week. Uh, in a moment's time, we're taking a lot of your emails and tweets that are coming in. Obviously, your phone calls as well at 905 645 3221 9900 on your smartphone. You can tweet us at AM900CHML or at Rick Samprin. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. And uh, on email, rick at 900CHML.com. If you have a smartphone, you can use the CHML app as well. Your player of the game votes. We will name our fifth quarter fan of the night. We have a, an early candidate or two. Uh, we could talk about penalties. The Austin versus Stala bump on the Ticat sideline. The ludicrous attendance figure tonight. Uh, a whole bunch of things to talk about tonight. Back to the phones we go. Is this uh, Colin on the line? Oh, is it me? Hello, yeah. How are you?
6: Uh, I live in uh, Kitchener. Uh, I used to live in Hamilton. I live in Hamilton. all my life. Now, the first thing that i want to tell you is taskers to get number one i like Tolliver, and the next one is uh, why don't they use this matthews more if if they've got the number of this uh guy uh, uh because he's a, he's a good quarterback the first game they won because of him
0: are you talking about matthews in uh strictly in short yardage situations
6: no i'm talking about if they've got uh Caleros' number uh, a lot of times in sacking him, why don't you be oh, your quarterback?
0: Well, I'll tell you why, because Zach Caleros, I think, is uh, uh, either the top or the number two candidate for most outstanding player this season, so why would you take him off the field? Unless he's oh. having a horrible game. Yeah. But tonight, I, I thought he was okay.
6: Oh, well, I like Matthews because he's a big guy and he seems to throw it good. You sure. Know, he's got but, a good arm.
0: But he's also a rookie and we haven't seen him really in a whole game, so... Does he yeah. make a few mistakes? Does he cost Hamilton the ball game? I think, uh, I think going with Caleros right now is the smart move.
6: Right. Colin, who's your player of the game? I think it's got to be Luke Tasker. Okay.
0: Yeah, he had another uh, strong game tonight.
6: Yeah, but I, I like Talbert too, and sick field good. They're all good.
0: They have a lot of weapons. Hey, thanks for the call. Well, thank you. Enjoy your wow. night. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wisden's Law AM 900 CHML. Uh, Chelsea on uh, Twitter at AM 900 CHML and at Rick Sampern, a double dose of tweeting goodness. Chelsea writes, what was going on with the last minute of the game with the clock not starting right away? What are your thoughts? My thoughts are, yeah, what is with that? Because that was clearly the slowest, I think, the last couple of minutes. in in maybe the history of the Canadian Football League. I'm not sure who was on the button, but they were really slow in starting the clock at the Dome. Maybe they were waiting for the last person in the house, with only 17,694 at the Dome, to start and stop the button. Because it was clearly, and I think probably purposely, I know home field advantage is home field advantage for a reason. I think tonight... It was proven why. Uh, Calvin tweets as well, I was wondering the same thing about the ever-so-slow clock. Jen on Twitter at uh, CanadianQD5, my player of the game is Tasker. I'm glad they won a close game, but too many penalties. Oh, that is for sure. Way too many penalties on both sides. I mean, the whole game. The whole game, there were simply too many flags flying all over the place. Hamilton again taking 13 penalties for 105 yards Toronto 16 penalties for 126 yards it is laughable all I can do is laugh way too many penalties Lance on Twitter great tough win but these officials are brutal no control over the game also David on Twitter about the uh, slow clock at the end bench was going nuts it certainly was Uh, Paul on Twitter as well, agreed, son of Steve, (laughs) as player of the game, meaning Luke Tasker. So Luke Tasker starting to run away with our player of the game votes. If you agree, pile on. If you don't, call in, tweet in, email in your player of the game thoughts. Uh, Corey does agree with me that uh, Adrian Tracy is the player of the game. He also says go, Cats, go. So Adrian Tracy getting some love, the whole team getting some love as Well, let's uh, check out a a few emails coming in. This one from uh, Stephen from Penticton, B.C. Uh, Great show as always, Rick. I truly hope Glenn Johnson is watching his crews working these games. One of the worst officiating games I've ever seen, in my opinion, including from the command center in Jake Ireland. At this point of the season, there is no reason for this BS, period. And Johnson should be leveling fines. Anyways, thought this game would be a hard-fought one, not like the blowout last week. Great win by our Cats, now a four-point lead in the East for first place. Player of the game, the whole team, for this grinder of a win. That email again from Stephen out in Penticton, B.C. We always appreciate the Comets. From him. Uh, email from Randy. Hi, Rick. Wow, an ugly win, but we'll take it. It should not have been this close. You have to wonder how long Toronto will remain in the CFL. It looked like 10,000 fans only in the Dome Cave. I found the officiating tonight to be horrendous, especially the Courtney Stephen penalty. He just swatted the ball. Some difficult times in the red zone at times. Good play by Tasker and others. My player of the game is Adrian Tracy. P.S., When will Fantus be back? Wow, Emmanuel Davis, big interception. It will be a good fifth quarter, and it has been. Thanks for the email, Randy. As for Andy Fantus, no real indication on when he's going to return, although uh, I believe it was this week was the final week of his six-game injured list uh, stint. Now, again, if he's not ready to go, the Cats can put him back on the sixth game where uh, his salary does not count against the salary cap, or they can put him on the one-game or one-week injured list, and then his salary does count, but he is that much closer to returning to the field. Uh, your comments on tonight's game, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900CHML.com, on Twitter at am 900 chml. At Rick Samprin. If you're driving home from the Dome, please use that hands free device if you have it. And uh, if you're stuck in traffic, which you probably aren't with only 17,000 in change uh, at the Dome, uh, give us a call and uh, share your thoughts on tonight's game. Heidi on email, uh, rick at 900CHML.com. Hi, Rick. I agree. That was a barn burner, a little too close for my nerves and my heart. Uh, it shouldn't have been that close. Four field goals that should have been TDs and officiating again. Well, what's left to say about that? Still a proud Ticat fan. My players of the game, Sinkfield and Tasker. They've certainly gone hand-in-hand over the last couple of games, and uh, of course tonight as well. Anthony again on Twitter. Rick, brutally officiated game. I agree with Darcy. Yurichuk on Banks should have been unnecessary roughness. I have no idea, and we're talking about so many penalties being called tonight. I have no idea how that was not a penalty. James Yurichuk did like a Jimmy Superfly snook off the top turnbuckle knee to Brandon Banks' ribs and wasn't even called. A, it's a late hit. B, intent to injure. And no flag. I, I give up. I give up. Uh, he writes, Adrian Tracy is a monster. Caleros is outstanding. Tasker and Sinkfield Jr. clutch. We played a fundamentally sound game with few errors. Let's keep it going. That email from Anthony. Alan chimes in. Hey, Rick, it was a close one, and the last minute really made me nervous. The player of the game is Adrian Tracy, I think. So Tracy's up to five votes now. Uh, Alan continues. Now we're 8-3, and three and they are 6-5, and five, they being the Argos. I think we are slowly breaking away from the East. Let's see how we do with Edmonton and Calgary now. I think the team was a bit tired playing games Only a few days apart, but having a good solid week week off now before playing Edmonton in Hamilton will be key. Alan concludes, uh, hoping Banks is not uh, hurt too bad. I swear that was a face mask on Banks. I didn't like the Argo player grabbing Banks uh, front of his mask. Always a good game. Anyways, good game, that email from Alan. You think I'm tired. I can't even read anymore, but uh, a few of the emails coming in. A Heidi on email as well. Oh, I think she just double sent. Yeah, it was a double sent on Heidi's part. Uh, William uh, uh, writes in on uh, email, rick at 900chml.com. For me, defense didn't play like the D I've seen in the second half, allowing the Argos all the third down conversions. Come on, D. And, man, the penalties again in this game and all the games, not just Ticats games. Player of the game, Tasker. Thankfully, we pulled this one out, just really getting hard to watch with The penalties. Again, that email from William. Yeah, penalties, certainly a conversation piece tonight because there were way, way too many infractions. Anthony as well. If only Colin picked Caleros as his player of the game, LOL. Was it Colin that wanted Jeff Matthews to start and and carry the ball? I I think it was. No, that's probably not going to happen. And let's just hope Caleros stays healthy. All right, so we have a number of votes in for Tasker and Tracy. They are a uh, neck and neck as we enter the final half hour of the fifth quarter. Coming up, we'll recap some of the game stats, some of the individual stats as well. Plenty to still talk about penalties. Austin versus Stala that I want to get into as well after the break. And uh, if you want to chime in on the attendance, if you were at the game tonight, what was your guesstimate you know, midway through the game as you're surveying the scene on how many people were there? because apparently there was only 17,694. So if you're at the game, give us a call and give us a sense of the atmosphere at the Dome. Hamilton 35, Toronto 27, the final. Cats still in first, alone, and somewhat comfortably for the time being in the East Division. We'll give you a rundown of the standings, some of the other games this week as well. When we come back, this is the fifth quarter. It's brought to you by Wissons Law on AM 900 CHML. less than half an hour to go here on the fifth quarter on Hamilton's News Talk Leader we will name our fifth quarter fan of the night so plenty of time do you call in to uh, express your thoughts on tonight's ball game to nominate your player of the game as well, here are the numbers 905 645 3221. That's 645 3221 on your cell phone, star 9900. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email. You can tweet us at AM 900CHML at Rick Samper. And use the hashtag fifth quarter, and you can also use the CHML app. Hit the conversation button. Let me know your thoughts on tonight's game. Major themes tonight penalties, the uh, clock. Mismanagement by the clock officials at the Dome. Uh, We have a few interesting tweets that have come in in that regard. And uh, also the Austin versus Stalla. I'm not sure how many people actually saw this, but it was a kickoff return. Dave Stalla in the ballgame for uh, the injured uh, Swayze Waters. We're not quite sure what happened, but it looks like he suffered a knee or a leg injury. Uh, so Dave Stal is in, kicks the ball off. Brandon Banks returns it and gets, uh, you know, ushered out of bounds at the uh, Tiger Cats sideline. Dave Stalla's is on the sideline. You can't really hear anything, but you, at least what I saw is that Ken Austin from behind Dave Stalla just comes from behind him, just, you know, gives him a, a firm bump from behind. And Stalla kind of turns around and, and says, you know, what's going on over here? Ah, uh, because he wasn't pushing anybody or you know trying to to get at anybody. He was just trying to get uh, you know out of the crowd of TyCats personnel on the sideline. And Austin, uh, from behind, uh, gave him the old uh, bumperoony. So you know some gamesmanship. Some uh, hey, get out of our uh, sideline area from the head coach. So in one aspect, uh, it's kind of cool to see. But in another aspect, uh, it's good that uh, you know Dave Stalla didn't uh, take offense to that and really get uh, aggressive towards coach because we want to keep Ken Austin around. Uh, and the attendance tonight also. Uh, a, a talking point or a sticky point with uh, Ticats fans and CFL fans, 17,694, and I'm sure most of them were Ticats fans. So if you're at the Dome tonight, call us, uh, tweet us, email me, uh, and let us know um, how you thought tonight's game buzzwise, was at Rogers Center. Of course, you can express your thoughts on tonight's game as well and, and certainly vote for your player of the game. 905-645-3221, star 9900 9900- On yourself. A flurry of tweets have come in. Before we get to that, let's get to some uh, team stats here, and we'll get to some individual stats as well. Time and possession in favor of the Argonauts tonight: thirty-three oh four to Hamilton's twenty-six fifty-six. Penalties, as we've mentioned, certainly a factor tonight. 16 for the Argos for 126 yards. Hamilton committed 13 infractions for 105 yards. So 231 yards in penalties tonight. That's after these two teams compiled 282 penalties on Labor Day Monday. First downs in favor of Hamilton, 28 to Toronto's 23. Total yards, pretty darn close. Hamilton compiling 348 total yards to Toronto's 343. So, um, yeah, that was uh, almost a saw-off in terms of Total yards. Individually, let's start with the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, Trevor Harris uh, had a rather tough night, 20 of 35 on the evening for 257 yards, threw a couple of TDs, but also threw two interceptions as well, including the game-ending heave into the end zone that Emmanuel Davis picked off for his fourth interception of the season. On the ground, uh, Harris was actually Toronto's leading rusher as well. Eight carries for 36 yards. Brandon Whitaker had six for 34 and a couple of TDs. One from four yards out, the other a one-yard TD run. And uh, Chad Kacker, really a non-factor tonight. Three carries for seven yards. And the fullback, Gallanders, had one carry for 11 yards. Receiving wise, Torrey Gurley, uh, he looks like a pretty good receiver. Seven catches, 107 yards. TD, Anthony Coombs, three receptions for 40 yards in his first career CFL touchdown reception. Chad Cackert had three receptions for 35 yards. Kevin Elliott, uh, three catches for 30 yards. Defensively, James Juracek had a uh, Argo leading seven defensive tackles. Jermaine Gabriel had six. Ricky Foley, had five, Greg Jones and uh, Martin Wright, the only sacks tonight for the Toronto Argonauts. So let's go across the uh, field to the Hamilton Tiger Cats sideline, and here's some of their stats. Zach Caleros, well, he did not go over 300 yards in this ballgame, and he certainly didn't get close to 400 as he did on Labor Day. But he was 22 of 31, rather economical. Uh, 254 yards on his stat sheet tonight, a couple of touchdowns, one interception. Uh, He also ran five times for 30 yards. Ray Hawley, 11 carries for 51 yards. He was pretty steady tonight, 4.6 per carry On the ground. So that's pretty good. Thumbs up to Ray Hawley tonight. Uh, Terrell Sinkfield had seven receptions for a team high 91 receiving yards. Luke Tasker had a team high eight receptions. He compiled 89 yards and a TD. Tolliver had two catches for 28 yards. Hawley, two for 18. Underwood, Coates, and Banks all had a catch for Coates. Uh, His one catch was a 12 yard touchdown reception. His first TD as a CFL player uh defensively emmanuel davis and adrian tracy each with five defensive tackles davis with an interception as well brian hall and it was scary when he went down although uh, i think he looks to be okay uh he had four defensive tackles taylor weed also had one ed gainey had four a uh, butler with a sack justin hickman with another sack he's up to six on the season i spoke to him at a uh, walkthrough on thursday and uh, you can really tell he's so comfortable in this defense, and he's playing uh, fantastic football. Justin Medlock, 4-4 four for four tonight on field goals. He was good from 24, 28, uh, 41, and 17. So, of course, Ticats fans want to see a few of those converted into touchdowns instead of field goals, but, uh, hey, a uh, win is a win, and the Ticats certainly got that tonight, 35-27. to 27. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. We have about 18 minutes left to play here in the fifth quarter, brought to you by Wissens Law on AM 900 CHML. You can email your thoughts on tonight's game, rick at 900CHML.com, on Twitter at AM 900CHML, or at Rick Samprin. And a few tweets coming in. Mark on Twitter, player of the game, Tracy, hashtag fifth quarter. Chris, Uh, Good to see the Ticats add another W. D was pasting Harris at times, but the DBs looked a bit tired at times as well. And I thought, you know, with the short week, only four days between each game, you knew there were going to be some mistakes. And maybe that's why we had a few penalties, although I thought some were either unwarranted and in other cases were expecting penalty flags. To be thrown, Eurocheck on bank. See that one, uh, Vic on Twitter. The clock was running. No Bush in uh, relation to the very what I thought as well. Very slow clock in the last couple of minutes of tonight's ball game. Uh, also on Twitter, John. Uh, he does something best. Radio is not. I'm not sure what that's referring to. So I'm going to skip that one. Uh, David just watched the replay. Third down on Argos 39-yard line. Whistle was blown and clock didn't start running for seven seconds. Wow. Wow, that is a tremendous amount of time to go by before the clock uh, officially starts. Uh, Miley on um, on Twitter, Tasker made the plays we needed when we really needed them. So Luke Tasker with another vote. He's up to 10 votes now. Uh, David as well on Twitter, it was uh, with 53 seconds left, could hear the Cats bench Going nuts again in relation to the slow clock in the last couple of minutes of tonight's ball game. David on Twitter at Rick Samprin missed the Kent stalla situation. Kent get into Zambiazzi mode? Yeah, I think he was a Ben Zambiazzi like bump on Dave Stalla at the Cats sideline. Uh, Joe on Twitter, not an Argo, just saying. Uh, this is in response to uh, his player of the game. So anybody but an Argo. For Joe and that's a good call, Joe. Uh Calvin, hey, Rick, uh any official explanation from the CFL about why the clock wasn't running? Hashtag just curious, hashtag TyCats uh, Yeah, we're we're trying to figure out what was going on. We have no idea. Uh obviously whoever was at the switch was either not on the ball because I don't know, it was it was past their bedtime or not on the ball purposely. And let's hope it's not the latter because we would have a serious serious issue all right 15 more minutes left to go here in the fifth quarter we'll take one more break we'll come back with more of your tweets maybe another call or two some emails coming in as well and uh, the uh, regular season standings as they are right now up to the minute when we come back this is the fifth quarter on am 900 chml Hey, thanks for tuning in. It is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizen's Law on AM 900 CHML. Rick Zamperin here, Liz Russell, producing tonight's program. We've got about 10 minutes or so left in this fifth quarter. Email coming in from Terry. Hey, Rick, how are you? This is a very good team, but I worry that Montreal will be a problem for us, especially in the playoffs. I hope I am wrong. Love your fifth quarter. Thank you. That email from Terry. Uh, Well, let's look at the standings because Montreal – um, yeah, has a ways to go, but very much in the thick of things. When you look at the East Division, uh, Hamilton in first after eleven games at eight and three. Toronto is next at six and five. Red Blacks, who uh, had the bye last week, but are in action this Sunday. Uh, they are five and four. Uh, Montreal four and six. So really, you know, four points back of second place Toronto. Uh, They're a little further back of the Ticats at this point, but if they get in, you know, a team like Montreal, they have a you know good defense, and if their offense can maintain the game and not hand the game to their opponents. Uh, Montreal is uh, going to be a dangerous team if they do get in. Out west, uh, Calgary leads the pack at uh, eight and two. Edmonton is next at six and four. BC is four and five. Winnipeg at three and seven, and Saskatchewan one and nine. So you see a little bit of separation between Calgary and Edmonton, and again from Edmonton to BC, and then on and on. Um, so you can kind of see both divisions uh, the jockeying for position. Uh, he's still intense in some ways, but in other um, respects, you can see that uh, at least the tie Cats and Stamps are kind of pulling away from their second-place opponents. Elsewhere this week, tomorrow... Uh, it's going to be Saskatchewan in Winnipeg. That's a 6.30 start. Uh, later on that evening, Calgary's in Edmonton for a Labor rematch as well. And then uh, Ottawa visits B.C. Sunday afternoon, 4 o'clock Eastern time. And that should be an interesting game. And I think all Tycats fans will be going for the Lions to keep the Red Blacks at bay. Email coming in from Anthony. Was Belichick controlling the clock tonight at Rogers Center? Hashtag Clockgate. Player of the game, Adrian Tracy. So a little more love for Adrian Tracy. Uh, more tweets coming in. This one is from uh, Mark. This was a classic game. Kudos to the Argos for pe- keeping it close. For us, it's hashtag Grey Cup or bust. Jen, was Sinkfield not the guy who kept dropping balls at the start of the season? Yeah, he was. And he was doing that last year as well. But this season has figured it out is uh, clearly concentrating on the football and making some uh, pretty good catches as well and getting yak yards, too. Uh, Chris, too many penalties in Bush League refing. What's up with Toronto attendance? How can they field a team with such poor fan turnout? And uh, I think one of the most interesting questions going into the 2016 season, not, not to look too far ahead, but Toronto going into the uh, BMO Field situation with a renovated facility outdoors. Uh, New ownership. Uh, We shall see how much better they are attendance-wise and even on the field. Uh, David, Rod Black loves our player of the game dad. I'll have to go with Tasker. Tasker getting a lot of love tonight. He had a Luke Tasker-like game, which I always like to say because he's so steady. Uh, David also writes, hashtag OskiWeeWee. Trevor on Twitter, going to Toronto, it's uh, like a home game for Hamilton. Way more Ticats fans than Argo fans. Kind of sad. Good game, boys. David on Twitter as well at Rick Samprin tasker player of the game. The new commission must address the penalty calls this year. The exasperation is deafening. And that is a good point because we haven't really heard from commissioner Jeffrey Orridge on the multitude of penalties. And obviously when he uh, first came on the scene, he talked about, uh, you know, some challenges and, and the good things about the CFL and things that they're working with. But, uh, I think he clearly has to be asked what is going on with the refereeing. I, I I know where they want to go. I think we all do. I think we all know how they want the league to operate in terms of boosting the offense, putting more points on the board, because we know offense puts butts in the seats. Defense wins championships. Ticats certainly have both of those factors and some great special teams as well. Um, but that really has to be addressed. After watching tonight's game and the Labor Day game, When you calculate them both, what did I say today, or tonight's ballgame in terms of penalties? I just want to scroll back to that stat. 231 yards in penalties tonight. There was 282 last week. That's absolutely phenomenal. So over 500 yards in penalties in the last two games between these two teams. Is that not astonishing? Is that not absolutely asinine? 513 yards in the last two games between the Ticats and Argos, strictly in penalties. Five, nearly five football fields worth of penalties between these two teams. Yeesh. All right, before we name our player of the game tonight, we will induct our latest person into the fifth quarter fan of the Night. Hall of Fame, I guess we're gonna call it. I'm just making it as we go. Our fifth quarter fan of the night tonight is Robert, and here's what he had to say.
4: Hi, Rick. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. How about you? Pretty good. Good.
4: Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, Ken Austin did hit. Uh, Dave you Elf you
0: saw so that too, eh?
4: Oh yeah, for sure. It was obvious on the TV.
0: Yeah. Yep.
4: Yeah. Um, I just my one question for everybody is uh, is why. In the last two minutes or so of the game, we were playing three-man rush again. I mean, we're just asking for them to, to march down the field. And
0: yeah, doesn't that drive you nuts?
4: We, we, I mean, we we live and die by the the pressure from our front four or their blitzes. And the last couple of minutes, we're playing three-man rush. I mean, and poor uh, Ted and uh, Hickman were just gassing for air. I mean, I'd rather die. Playing with uh, our well, what brings us to that part of the game or our whole season than the three man rush.
0: Yeah, I agree because I mean, you go throughout the game with a four man pass rush, you're, you're dropping the other guys back, you know, the Argo's going to throw the ball. Um, wh- why change what has been working?
4: That's right, that, that's the way I look at it. I'd rather yeah. die by, like I said, with uh, our blitzes or our four man rush than sit back and and prevent defense and just letting them march it down the field. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't make any sense to me. And the one touchdown, I mean, I can't believe there was five guys I think there was five guys, uh sitting back and Gertie caught the ball. I mean we all kinda
0: This was the forty two yard bomb?
4: Well yeah, the yeah. one for the touchdown. I yeah. mean that's I mean he beat Ganey and then we sat back and there was like four or five guys there all looking at the ball like somebody knock it down. Mm-hmm. And I and I think um, I am all for the the pass interference and, and stuff like that, but we have to kind of tweak, tweak it a little bit because I mean they're, they're picking on little things. I mean,
0: yeah, it got pretty ridiculous tonight.
4: Well, the one the one in the end zone on Courtney Stevens. I mean, I don't think he held him down anymore. He just jumped higher than he did. Yeah, I mean and, and to call that interference.
0: Well, I mean, the rule—the rule as it stands now, the way I read it, is that you can't. Neither the receiver nor the defensive back can touch one another. Well,
4: yeah, but I mean, the one—the one in the end zone on Courtney Stevens, he didn't stop him from running past. No, him.
0: yeah, I totally agree with you there.
4: I mean, that uh, to me, that's not interference. I mean, and the one on, uh, oh shoot, what what the heck?
0: Oh, the one on Ganey, when he was pushed to the ground.
4: No, yeah, pushed. He was pushed from behind. <laughs> he was
0: pushed from behind. I know. I, mean, I thought, if anything, it's it's offensive pass interference.
4: That's right. I I can't understand what what they're looking at. I mean, and I'm not saying that because I'm a Tycat fan, but that was obvious.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah.
4: It it just I mean, I, I'm all for you know making the game perfect, but man, they got to start thinking about. Yeah, well,
0: you know. I mean, we're halfway through the year the year now, Robert, and they still haven't, I think, figured it out.
4: No, they haven't. You know, and, and, and then the and the one on Cora uh, Zach. But He was, for sure, he was in the end zone. I mean...
0: Don't even get me started on that one. Oh, yeah, that's... Holy man.
4: That's brutal. I mean, that is so brutal. I mean, I I don't want to say um, it's Johnson now, but, I mean, that's like uh, an Ireland call. You can (laughs) say
0: it. You can say it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on, guys.
0: That was pretty obvious. Hey, Robert, before uh, we let you go, who's your player of the game tonight?
4: Okay, I I know this is out in left field. Okay. But... uh, I'm all for the Cat training staff because in two games with all that heat and back in the dome with the public roof closed,
0: yeah, it was yeah. Um,
4: we didn't have one cramp.
0: I, I mean, you know what? That's a pretty good vote.
4: I th- you know I just think it's it's a bonus to them and it, it shows how much they you know the players believe in the training staff and stuff like that that we didn't have one cramp. I mean it was 100 degrees on Monday and probably you know 100 degrees today. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have one cramp, you know. So I I really think the training staff should get some kind of credit
0: for a change. You got it. Thanks for the call, Robert. Okay, thanks, Ted. Enjoy the rest of your night. Ah, Ted, Rick, it doesn't matter. Robert, our fifth-quarter fan of the night, tonight's fifth-quarter player of the game with 12 votes is Luke Tasker. Thanks for submitting your votes, and thanks for listening tonight. Cats win at 35-27. Hamilton is hosting Edmonton on Saturday, September 19th. We'll be here after the game with the fifth-quarter, brought to you by Wissons Law on AM 900 CHML.